I'm going to give you the sucker. And I got some demands. I'm thinking Lily Hammer. You give us Aldo DeLucci, and we'll send you to the goddamn North Pole. Do you want to go there? Didn't you see the Olympics in 94? Clean air, fresh white snow, gorgeous broads. It was beautiful. Uh, you must be the new neighbor. Giovanni Hankerson. <laughs> oh, you're in the postal service. I'm chief of police. Okay. <laughs> you got me living in the projects next to the chief of police. Driving a sewing machine. I gave you Aldo and the Lucci. Where we gotta take care of? The new beginnings. The new beginnings. Welcome to Lilyham. If you like mafia stories, Lilyhammer is a sleeper on Netflix. I never heard of it before my favorite son turned it on to me a few months back. Since then, guess I watched the whole series better than 10 times so far. Love it. Just three seasons, eight episodes each, total of 24 episodes. You can watch the whole thing in less than 24 hours. Plot goes like this. After being passed over for the top spot in their thing, mobster Frank Tagliano agrees to rat out his new boss and testify against him on one condition. Now, in my opinion, the straw that breaks his back is when a hitman tries to whack him but misses and instead kills his dog. So he's pissed and wants revenge. Now, the IMDB write-up says he goes into the FBI's witness protection program, which isn't 100% accurate. The Witness Protection Program is administered by the Justice Department, not specifically by the FBI, and it's operated by the U.S. Marshal Service. Anyway, Frankie Boy, a.k.a. Frankie the Fixer, as he's known in his mafia circle in New York, he wants to start his new life in Lillehammer, Norway. Please note, the spellings are different. The municipality in Norway is spelled with two L's and no Y's. Lillehammer. But the series is spelled with one L and one Y. Lillehammer. Don't ask me why, but Frankie Boy chooses Lillehammer because he fell in love with the area while watching the 1994 Winter Olympics on TV. Stephen Van Zandt, a.k.a. Little Stevie, both stars in the series and co-writes all 24 episodes. 
If Little Stevie doesn't ring a bell with you, think E Street Band and Bruce Springsteen. Think Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. He sings and plays some lead guitar. By the way, Little Stevie, my favorite son also plays guitar. Like I said, he loves the series. Remember, he turned me on to it. But he says you're a shitty guitar player and your politics suck. With that out of the way, in my opinion, Stevie Van Zant's a genius. Even though I, too, have a problem with his political views. I mean, you can't take any of his accomplishments away from him. He's a songwriter, arranger, and producer. Probably left a few things out. He also worked with Meatloaf and Nancy Sinatra. Did some solo work. And he also did some acting before Lily Hammer. Think Silvio Dante in The Sopranos. Like I said, I love the series. But there's one glaring error that stands out. Makes no sense. A conflict that should have been resolved. And it happens in the last episode. I'm hoping they plan to resolve the conflict in the next episode. But for some reason, the series ended. I mean, <laughs> I can't believe nobody noticed. It's like this. Frankie Boy's an ass kicker who gets shit done in a socialist country. I had no idea Norway was like that. Anyway, he knocks up a pretty blonde Swedish gal named Sigrid. And they have twins. Now, they never marry, but any and every problem that she encounters, Frankie the Fixer fixes them for her. Except for the one in the last episode. I don't want to spoil the suspense for you, but let's just say it involves a young Norwegian dude who's fixated on whacking off and sucking milk from women's tits. <laughs> I told you you'd like the show. Anyway, I get on Twitter in August, a newcomer, and then last month I noticed that Stevie Van Zant's also on Twitter. Hoping to get my question answered, I reply to a couple of his posts, but he never replies. Then, after the election runoff in Georgia last week, he congratulates the winner. Here's his post. Stevie gets over 4,000 likes. Now, please note the part where he comments about Herschel Walker. Describes him as, and I quote, a man obviously, sadly, mentally ill and unable to complete a coherent sentence. End quote. Ah, oh, this is too easy. Being from Pennsylvania, I reply, and your comments on Fetterman, please? Yes, I know I misspelled Fetterman. Well, a couple hundred people eventually like my reply. Not bad for somebody who's new around here. And I'm still getting replies. Stevie notices, and he replies to me. Thanks, Stevie. You obviously did a little research, and I'm flattered. But, folks, if you notice, Stevie never gives me a direct answer to my question. Now, that's pretty much SOP in democratic circles. Just ignore the truth. Instead, he uses the classic change of reference reply often used when you're on the losing end of an argument. In this case, Stevie knows, and the whole fucking world knows, Fetterman's fucked up. Suffered a stroke, can't think for himself, needs outside help to put his thoughts together. Fortunately for him, 
My state is now run by Soros-funded Democrats on the tape. And they outnumber us. So that's why I'm not moving. And by the way, Stevie, I'll be around here on Twitter for a while, too. Now, now I'm hoping you answer the question about why the milksucker conflict wasn't resolved. What say you, Stevie? And please don't forget, I called you genius and love the show. In a look ahead, on the cover of Rolling Stone, is coming up on Friday. And now, a quick plug for Caribbean Queen, a crime fiction that, like all my crime fictions, is based on true murder stories and true love stories. In this case, the murders are based on the Casanova of death, who claimed victims in Jersey and Philly, then fled to Puerto Rico to avoid capture. Caribbean Queen starts at a Flyers hockey game at the Spectrum in South Philly, then moves to the Caribbean Islands of St. Croix and Puerto Rico. Good story, good read. Got it straight from a detective who worked on the case and made the eventual collar of the killer in Puerto Rico. That would be Detective Eddie Rocks. He worked out of SIU at Philly Homicide. That's a special investigations unit. So, that's it for now. Thanks for stopping in. Until next time. Mm-hmm. See you. And that's a wrap.